we've got some big movements going on out there in the market. We've got uh, the S&P entering a correction. We've got uh, pretty decent earnings results from some of our favorite names with some dividend raises and uh, some share buybacks going on. Uh, there's also been some large movements in crypto, uh, as well as what a uh, correction means and how the market typically responds uh, going forward after a correction. Uh, so we're going to cover all that today. So make sure to stick around uh, and we'll get into all the news you need to know. Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. What is going on, investors? Welcome back to Let It Grow. I am Jeff, and uh, this is going to be episode number 58. Somehow we are already there. Um, so, like I said, there's a lot of stuff going on out there, a lot of movements, a lot of fears. Uh, more fear than positivity right now. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm feeling. Uh, ultimately, you know, there's there's been some some companies reporting. They've had decent quarters, and again, they're falling. Uh, so we're going to cover that. We're going to cover what a S&P 500 correction is and what it means. And, uh, you know, but as always, thank you guys for being here, being here. Please make sure you like, subscribe and share uh, and make sure you are getting those votes in for that investing challenge. We are trying to uh, put a, a portfolio together and really show you what uh, consistent, um, you know, regular investments look like. Uh, you know, like I've said before, it's not necessarily the way I would choose to build a portfolio. I don't really want 52 names in such a small size portfolio. Uh, but ultimately, I think it gives you a feel of some different names that may work for you. Uh, we're going to cover a little bit of everything as far as uh, dividends and REITs, cryptos, growth, penny stocks, maybe here and there. Uh, some some blue chip names, some different ways to enter the market that might fit for your strategy. It, it might not. So, you know, don't just, uh, you know, blindly follow, but uh, make sure that you have that plan developed. And when you see these names, maybe it can give you some more uh, reason to do some research, really look into them, say, hey, look, you know, do I want that dividend play or am I really chasing after this growth? Uh, you know, really your timeline and your investing horizons, what you need the money for, all of that fun stuff. So hopefully that's been helping you guys out, but I really want to see some more votes on these uh, on these polls. So if you can get over there and get those votes in, uh, it would mean the world to me. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that you guys uh, that, that are voting, I appreciate it. Uh, we did go ahead and buy some ETH, uh, Ethereum for week eight. And I think we bought around that uh, 2650 number. I will uh, go ahead and pull that up. I think we're uh, around the 2700s right now. So, you know, Ethereum has had a, a, a good pop here. It is outperforming uh, a lot of the stock market right now. Uh, same with the cryptos in general. I mean, right now we are up 1.8% uh, eh, on Ethereum. That's in uh, about two days. So, you know, the market overall has been going down. We had a pretty rough day yesterday uh, on Tuesday as I'm recording this. And, you know, 
I mean, overall, the, the Weeble portfolio, we are down about 10% on this. Um, and some of those names that are really hurting us, Shopify, Ford, and NVIDIA. You know, we have uh, been talking about buying more NVIDIA, more Ford. I haven't really looked at Shopify too much. And uh, I still think that online space could do well. It is more of a growth play, so it's getting punished a bit right now. Um, but then we've got uh, Microsoft and Visa pulling out of a little bit of little bit of green there. But uh, other ones in the red, but uh, you know, much more slight on that side. So we have entered this correction. Uh, the Nasdaq has been in a correction for about a month, and now the S and P has joined. Uh, and that correction is going to be a 10% drop in those uh, those individual markets from that high point. So anytime we drop that 10%, we're going to be in a correction. A 20% is going to be a, um, a bear market. So when we're looking at that, um, you know, a, a lot of times there's a lot of fear around the fact that anyone even mentions a word correction or crash or you know, bear market, this, that, the other. Uh, but I, I think there's a lot of things to take from that. Um, first off, I wanted to point out that a correction is very normal. Uh, on average, it's every 16 months we go into a correction. Now it's been about two years. So I would say we were probably overdue. Um, but a lot of it is fear driven. A lot of it is, you know, we've got inflation. We don't know what the Fed's going to do. We don't know what Putin and uh, Russia, Ukraine's going to happen. We, you know, there's just so much uncertainty as to what to expect. Um, you know, that being said, on the uh, coming out of a a correction, normally speaking, within I'm looking I'm looking at an article on Market Watch, and uh, it says that uh, within one year after a correction, sixty. Five percent of the time we are positive from there uh which is definitely a good thing you know we we'd like to see that uh, there's more green than red after these events happen it could be a sign that things are going to bottom out uh we could have more problems and i know we had talked about that nasdaq level that was kind of my my line in the sand as to where we're going to be uh right now we're above it I was saying 13,250 on the NASDAQ was really where we saw that rally a couple weeks back on that. I think it was a 4% sell off, 5% sell off in a day. Um, you know, and that we rallied and ended that day green. Um, and that low at that point was about that 13,250. Right now we're at 13,388. Um, so I didn't want to get back down to this level. I like the, the fact that it is holding up and that previous low is giving us a level of support. It is scary. I didn't, like I said, I did not really want to get back down here. I said it was a possibility, but uh, ultimately I think if things keep escalating or getting worse uh, over in Russia or Ukraine and uh, coupled with the fears of what's going on in the U.S. with inflation, chip shortages, mar you know, different industries shutting their factories down all all those different fears we could still have some more downside uh there are a lot of things that are getting into that buy territory though there's a lot of dividend names that are getting back into that point where i'm thinking hey you know these are these are starting to catch my eye and you know 
I, I really don't want to steer anyone wrong, but uh, I think if you've got some cash on the sidelines and you should for a, essentially events like this where things are going to sell off, you really need to start picking your battles. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at different names. Uh, well, I mean, in banking, in mining, in energy, insurance, uh, automotive. And, you know, I really like a lot of those different names that don't have too much international exposure. They are, uh, you know, kind of local to the U.S. And, you know, China's still a sore spot. Russia and Eastern Europe is still that sore spot. There's still hyperinflation around uh, some different markets as well. Um, so I like things that are going to be a little bit more predictable right now. Uh, I'm still trying to add to some growth, but I really like taking advantage of some of these blue chip names, these dividend names, when they start coming down to that price point. Um, you know, we had uh, Home Depot, HD, and Lowe's just report, and they had uh, decent earnings. Uh, but then Home Depot went ahead and said that 2022 looks weaker than 2021. Some of that demand might drop off, which ultimately I think it can. I still am uh, bullish on the American consumer. I still think that people are going to want to do their updates or upgrades. And I don't necessarily see that running out. I think there's a lot of backlog of work and contractors being... Uh, you know, not available to get to different jobs because of the fact that there's such supply chain problems. So I think a lot of jobs have been pushed back and pushed back. And there's still that demand for these different things that just not enough people to get the work done. Uh, couple that with, you know, some of the, the stronger um, savings numbers from different consumers and people getting more money to, you know, do the same job, whether that's, uh, you know, on a temporary basis or, or what's going on. There's still a lot of money out there. And I ultimately think that these companies could still do well. Um, that being said, they did lower that number. They did drop about 8% on uh, Tuesday. It was a rough day for Home Depot. They did raise their dividend about 15%. Uh, so, you know, if you are a long-term investor, uh, that dividend raise is going to help you out. And, uh, you know, it's that passive money uh, that's going to be coming in that is, will uh, potentially, if you got the dividend reinvestment, the the drip turned on, you're getting uh, more shares with this increased dividend. Also, you're buying these shares at a cheaper price. So it's kind of double dipping. You're you're winning, even though the that share price is dropping. Your uh, your dividends are reinvesting into that same stock, and ultimately you're you're buying more. So. Hopefully that uh, is a strategy that you guys use. If not, hopefully you're, you're getting that cash and you're reinvesting it into companies that are paying you more to hold on to them or really finding some good deals out there on some other stocks. Um, so uh, like I said, normally the, uh, the market is going to turn positive um, about 65% of the time after a correction and going through uh, some of the different corrections that we've seen in the past uh, 24 years. There's only been six times out of, uh, I'm guessing it's almost almost one a year on average, um, that we've been red. So most most of the time we are seeing those those positive returns after a correction. So my thought is to buy those names that you feel really comfortable with. Um, 
that don't have all that international exposure. I'm not betting, you know, a ton on China or a ton on, you know, really far out uh, stocks that are still in turmoil. We really don't know where they're going to get to. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm really looking at those local names that uh, don't have too much product from abroad. Uh, like you can think, uh, like I said, banks, insurance do that really well. A lot of energy that's local or not in those affected areas uh, are doing really well. And uh, like some mining plays, um, you know, even ALB, Albemarle uh, for lithium could be a good stock that's been beat down. I've been looking at that one a bit. Uh, but ultimately, you, you really got to pick your battles. I don't want anyone going and saying, hey, look, I want to buy, uh, you know, I don't know, Alibaba or Baidu just because it's it's beat down. Not to say I'm not buying it, but, you know, with that international exposure, I really want you to weigh your battles uh, and really kind of time it to where you feel comfortable with the names you're buying. And uh, I just wanted to point out that a lot of those dividend names are getting to that point where I think they are getting cheap. And, um, you know, I mean, just for example, when we do look at Home Depot, that PE on Home Depot is now about 20.4. Uh, lows, when we're looking over there, uh, it's about 18.6. So we are seeing those, uh, those multiples come back down. Uh, when lows had a high in December of 263, now they're at 225. Uh, so, you know, it's come down yeah, about 40 bucks. And uh, that has brought down that uh, that P.E. ratio, your dividend, your current dividend yield is also a bit higher at one point five. And then when we look at uh, Home Depot, the the dividend is about two point four percent. I think when I bought it, it was around three percent. And now that dividend is just going to fluctuate based on the, the share price uh, versus the actual dividend that's being paid. So as that share will rise. The current yield is going to go down on that inverse relationship and, you know, vice versa. When that share price comes down, comes back to earth, your dividend yield is going to go up. Now, you're still getting the same amount of payment on that dividend, but your initial starting yield will change based on the share price. So, uh, like I said, I'm getting more like three, three and a quarter percent yield because I've held it longer. Uh, and that's just because that share price has climbed since I originally bought it. Um, so the, the longer you're in a name, if you got a rising share price, your yield is going to look better than what the current yield is. So don't don't think that that current yield is what you're getting paid all the time. That's just a starting point. Uh, and like I said, if that share price then goes down, you're still getting the price of where you started. And that's sometimes why we are going to average down to get uh, more yield on your invested dollar. Um, so just a couple things to think about, um, you know, really, I, I like to build up that dividend portfolio when I see my, uh, my dividend yields get above that historical value. I know we've talked before about looking on the street.com or even on E-Trade or some of your brokerage apps will tell you where the yield tends to uh, uh, float around. If there's an average of three and it's currently only 2.2, uh, the shares might still be a little bit expensive and might be a reason to wait for a little bit further of a decline if you're really a yield investor and you're looking to get those dividends. Uh, so then if it drops or, or uh, the, the dividend increases above that 3%, that could be a sign to say, hey, look, now, now I'm getting a deal on this. I'm getting more yield than the average. 
And I really wanted to get in at this price point to get, you know, maybe say 3.5% of yield on your invested dollar. Now, that could also mean that the share price is low um, and could signal a good time to buy, a good time to enter. You just got to really take a look at what's going on in the company. Are the earnings good? Are, you know, all the different signs in the right spot? Or is there another reason why this, you know, this stock is dropping? Uh, so you got to put all those pieces together uh, and come up with that plan as to when you want to enter a name and ultimately when you want to build that position. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. We will come right back and we're going to talk about some, uh, some more stuff going on out there in the uh, stock market world. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, so if you are learning anything here, I'd really appreciate a share or a, uh, a five-star review if you're listening on Spotify. Uh, as always, invite others to the group so we can keep that uh, community growing and ultimately have more like-minded investors in the same spot sharing uh, information that we all need to know in order to uh, get those portfolios where we want them and really get our, our plans in place uh, for our financial future. Um, so with that being said, I've got all the links for um, your different ways to get started in investing, whether it's E-Trade or crypto. Um, you know, I would definitely appreciate you using those links if you're looking to get started and creating an account. Uh, and just a quick update, crypto.com did do some changes to where you can uh, automatically deposit or transfer money from your bank account right into crypto.com. It was kind of a problem. That's why I was using finance. You had to basically do an online bill pay. Uh, and then that money was not available right away. It took a couple days to clear. And it was kind of slow, kind of clunky. And there were some fees associated with that. Um, it looks like they have gotten rid of that. Uh, I tried to move a couple dollars over. And I didn't hit get hit with any fees. And I was able to use that money right away. Uh, I bought some more Ethereum. Uh, I've been buying Ethereum on Binance, on Crypto.com. We have it on Webull, uh, which theirs isn't directly through Webull. It's through another company called Apex Crypto, but uh, it shows right up on your Webull portfolio. Uh, so that's kind of nice that it's all in one spot. But like I said, all those links are there for you to get started. The fees are now less on Crypto.com. Um, and that one's been doing pretty well for me. That's that's the spot where I'm doing all my staking of my coins. And, um, you know, I'm getting about, uh, I think it's five and a half or six and a half percent on Ethereum on a three month stake. Because I uh, have a large enough position in CRO, I do get extra rewards or extra interest on my staking. I'm also getting uh, free Netflix. Uh, I think I could get sp free Spotify. I don't have that though. I don't have the premium Spotify. And, uh, you know, so there's a bunch of different reasons I'm over there. Uh, so yeah, like I said, uh, if you're looking to get started, links in the, in the description. Uh, but now going forward, uh, the markets have been getting worse this morning. Uh, we had started out green, things were looking pretty solid, and now the market is turning south uh, on confirmed cyber attacks in the Ukraine. And a lot of people are kind of speculating that this might be the start of another bigger problem. If, you know, people can't use their Internet to communicate, um, maybe the, uh, the the Russians could, you know, do more of an invasion, things like that. So time will tell. But like I said, peak fear. And, you know, we really need to get out of this whole whole battle situation to really see some positivity, see some real 
real movements. We've been getting some up and down whipsaw action uh, back and forth, but uh, we really haven't had anything but a down movement. So if you bought in the past six weeks, you're probably uh, in the red. Eh, pretty much regardless of where you're at, you're probably in the red, except for a couple small little pockets of the market that have been holding up. Um, so now, how much cash do you want to have for these dips? How much do you really want to keep liquid to know that you can buy uh, when, when things get worse? Because ultimately, they've been getting worse. Uh, and I think a lot of people have a, a different number in mind. Uh, I'm hoping that you're thinking of the number you think in a percentage as to how much capital do you want ready to roll, um, you know, to fire off when when things get to be that buy point. Uh, you know, some people are going to say, you know, I'm fully invested. I'm zero percent cash. I'm just ready to let it ride. And, you know, that's uh, that's a risky spot to be. You, you don't have any, uh, you know real leverage when the market goes south, you would have to sell a, sell a position, possibly, you know, not at a tie, uh, you know, or, you know, sell at a loss in order to raise cash for another deal that you might find. Some, some people are more 10%, 20%, 30%. That number is really a you question. Uh, for me, I try to be around that 10%. And that being said, it's not always in my E-Trade or a brokerage account ready to roll. It's sometimes uh, I've got to transfer from my from my business account to my personal account, then to get it into the investing side of things. So sometimes that takes a bit, but uh, I know that it's there. It's uh, it's a day, really. It's a day. So you really want to think about how much money would be that number that you want to put in, and kind of have that set aside for any type of uh, big market moves. Uh, so you also want to have that uh, that income on a loop. You know, having that dividend program uh, investing automatically into your dividend names is great. Uh, like I said earlier, you can turn that off. Um, you know, you can either fully, you know, enroll all of your stocks or only some of them. I was doing uh, the the typical two three percent uh, paying dividend yields. I was reinvesting those at one point. In the higher dividends, I stopped those that were over four, five percent. I was having those come right to cash, and then I was investing those how I see or I saw fit at that time. Uh, so you know, companies like ENB or uh, Exxon, they were paying me in cash, and then I was investing that into growth. Uh, like I said, growth has been tough. So uh, with the the PEs coming down in a lot of different names. Uh, like I said, a lot of the dividend stocks are getting to that point where I think, you know, some are probably worth taking a nibble at. Uh, we're also seeing some growth names come down well over where they should have been. And I am buying those. I know we're talking about buying the companies that are uh, local uh, to the U.S. or they don't have much, uh, you know, business outside of the U.S. But there are still some stocks that I think can do really well and they are on that growth page. So if you're kind of on the fence, I still think you want to have that barbell approach of value and growth. You want to be buying a little bit of both, um, trickle in and, and get that dividend income, get your safety, but also, you know, throw out some, uh, some lines for, you know, some bigger fish that might possibly come your way. Um, so for me, what have I been buying? Um, we, we know we've been talking about NVIDIA. I did do some NVIDIA shopping, 
Um, trying to make that a bigger position in the portfolio while it's less, um, you know, especially when it was over 300 at uh, even the start of the year, six, seven weeks ago, it was over 300. And now we're, you know, in the 230s. So I've been buying there. Um, I've been buying more SoFi. Uh, we've talked about that one. They got that bank charter. They, they rallied on that news. And now some of that is kind of faded out. So I've been buying some more there. Um, PayPal still been buying that one. It still hurts. I'm still down on it. Uh, Home Depot. I did do some buying today and, uh, you know, I've also got some charge point. So there's a lot of different growth there. There's, um, like I said, Nvidia is more growth than, than anything, but, uh, I do think that's a safer play Home Depot. I think that one's just getting, uh, to be on the cheap side, uh, I definitely think that they could rally up from here. A lot of the, the price targets are still in that upper 300 range. I think the PE at 20 is getting to where it could be a buy. Uh, at the same time, I also had trimmed some in that 400 price point, like 410-ish. So I sold some there and now I'm buying it back, you know, $95 cheaper. So there's a little bit of give and take there. I'm doing... Um, Selling a couple of them at, you know, where I think a top might be. And then I want to add to that name when it gets back down. So that's one strategy I'm using. Buy it, you know, selling it at the high and then, you know, waiting for it to drop that uh, 10, 15% and adding to that name again to build that position back up to the share count where it was. The, uh, the price, the overall value might still be a little bit less than where I was before, but that's a strategy to re, uh, reinvest in that company, get some more dividends rolling in again at a cheaper rate. Um, so that's, that's one way I'm looking to do it. Uh, and then in another way, I'm, I'm also adding to these names when they're beat down. I truthfully don't think PayPal is going to stay down forever. Uh, I've, I've given all those reasons before. I still think it's a overblown about the eBay news. I really would like to see Venmo on the Amazon platform. I want to see that deal going through. But now the PE on PayPal has dropped to about 29. Uh, and, you know, another crazy thing in this market is, um, you know, Facebook, Meta, Meta platforms. We are currently at a 14.6 PE on Facebook. They earn $13.70 a share. Uh, they have been risky. They have been beat down. Uh, now, when we look at the analyst research on Facebook, um, the average price target is $332. It's currently at 201. Um, now that being said, the uh, the recent price targets have been since they have reported. So we've got, uh, you know, within the past week, there's been targets of 350 to 466. There's, you know, a couple that are a little bit lower. But like I said, that average is 65% of upside, even the low side is 11%. So even if it got back to 225, I still think 11% is pretty decent for a year return in this market. I have a, a, a hunch that we're going to be above 225, but that's, uh, you know, I guess we'll, we'll see how that goes. I don't want to get on here and, and have a bunch of hype like, oh, this one's going to 400. It's going to double in a year. I'm, I'm, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not that kind of channel. I'll never tell you what to buy, but uh, I do think it's gotten too cheap. I think it sold off too heavy. Uh, as well as PayPal. So when you see a growth company with a PE of 14, solid earnings, uh, a lot of good stuff going for them, uh, I definitely think it's it's time to take note of some of these big players. Now, is growth or is uh, an international platform like this with 
advertising around the world the the number one pick I'm saying right now? No, it, it might not be. But the the PE and all the different signs. I think if you got a long term horizon, I think this is a, a an entry point where you can make some real money on this name if you have that time frame to hold it long enough. Could it get lower? Could it break under you know 190? Sure, it it certainly can. It it possibly you know it probably can get uglier with all the stuff going out uh, going on out there. So don't take it as gospel that this is going to the moon. I, I don't want to ever give you any kind of hype or promo like that. But uh, I think it's it's really a time to build these uh, these large cap growth names into your portfolio if you don't have them. Uh, it's also a time to look at some of the, the smaller cap, uh, like the Russell 2000, the IWM. Uh, you can look at those for some different ways to get some different diversity into your portfolio when growth stocks have been beat down or small caps have been beat down. So there's a lot out there that works if you have a long enough horizon, uh, as I said, you know, the corrections normally are positive a year later. And, you know, of the past 20 corrections, starting back from 98, there's only been six times where the uh, the market was negative uh, the, the following year. And those have been uh, around the dot-com uh, crash and then around the housing crash. And so it's really been around those two events. Uh, am I saying we're not in one of the future uh, historical crashes? You know, I don't know. Time will tell. But uh, ultimately, I, I think the uh, the consumer in the market, and you know, going forward, we will we will see that uh, most of these names are, are really going to thrive. Uh, so pick your battles, though. If it's a, a high risk growth stock, and you you don't think they're going to do well in five years, you you really got to do your homework and map that out. But if you've got names that you really feel strongly about that continue to raise dividends, continue to raise price targets, um, have a lot of different buybacks, if the, the insiders are buying, there's a lot of reason there to think that uh, something good is going on over there and a lot of other people are seeing value. But uh, that's what I got up for you on that. I just don't want you guys to feel negative about the market. Uh, this downturn can be a good thing in the way that we can buy more shares uh, increase our assets for the for the cost. And ultimately, we can get more dividends coming in for the same amount of money. You know, if your average was uh, 2% and now it's three and a half, you're, you know, you're getting another one and a half percent just for holding a stock through this downturn. So on 10 grand, that's, a, you know, what, another 150 bucks. So kind of take the the good with the bad. You know, your money's going further, you're getting more in the way of dividends. You just really got to be uh, calculated as to what you want to put it in. So like I said, I'm still more U.S. focused. Uh, banks, mining, energy, uh, insurance, auto. Uh, probably I'd say some local travel and, you know, like telecom stocks could could do well also, you know, just to where you have that uh, recurring revenue and, uh, you know, device sales, things like that. I think those are still going to do well. But, uh, you know, like I said, growth can also be your friend. You really just want to pick the the right industries at the right time. And I, I think you really got to be mindful about where you're putting your money to play right now. But uh, as we're looking over the week nine uh, investing challenge, we are looking at REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts. We talked all about these last time that they have to pay out 90% of their taxable income as dividends. So a lot of them pay out more in the way of dividends 
uh, than your typical uh, S&P names. But uh, for this week, we're looking at Iron Mountain, uh, MPW, which is Medical Properties Trust, AMT, American Tower, O, uh, which is O Realty Company, and WPC, WP Carry. Uh, so all of those are going to be higher yielders, except for I believe American Tower is in that 2% range. I think everything else is above 4%. I uh, would really definitely appreciate any votes that you guys have. If you want to uh, invite some people that are going to vote up for their favorite stock, uh, please go ahead on the uh, the Facebook group, the Let It Grow Investing, and uh, invite your friends that might want to uh, take part in these different challenges. And uh, I will see you guys over on the, uh, the Facebook group. That uh, poll will be closing Thursday. We will be starting a new one on Friday for week 10. And, uh, you know, we're buying these stocks every Monday in our Webull portfolio, which I will try to keep you guys updated on either on the podcast or in the group. But uh, yeah, that's what I got for you guys today. So make sure you are uh, following, subscribing and uh, sharing the page and the podcast. I will catch you guys in the next one. Uh, be safe out there and uh, make sure you are uh, investing wisely. So talk to you soon. Thanks. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.